explanation. Let's go. They really say, ain't no party like a cowboy party. What about a Law Nation one, right? Shout out to all of the real ones. If you're in the chat, let me know. Real one. And good news around the world, right? I heard my guy Sam Williams working out with Charles Haley. I love knowing that, you know. You know, the life of a cowboy is always understanding that you never, 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 not under a spotlight, right? And those are the truth. Let's go. I'm going to talk about Kelvin Joseph as well. You know, come on. Be sure to check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well. And on top of that, the Roku and Amazon TV. Let's go. Come on. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard. (laughs) I heard that the Eagles, even the Eagles, are going through a situation in their OTAs. They having issues with Jalen. Oh, I'm hurt. To A.J. Brown. Hmm? Chemistry issues. So I'm telling you guys right now, this is when you got to get it together, right? Shout out to all of the people that's watching. DC for life. Not for short. Yup. Let me know if Dalton Schultz blocked you. <laughs> he blocked me, baby. So, in other words, they say ain't no party like a cowboy party. What about a Schultz blocking party? Let me know if you part of the party. Let's go. All right, all right. What's up, everybody? I forgot to do my mic check, man. Uh, Let me know if you guys can hear me pretty well. Let me know if I'm not too high or too low. Let me know before we go. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to this Midday Sports Report. Um, I get it. I absolutely get it. If you guys are reading the title, yes, I was about to talk about Parsons, right, and, and how he's not ranked and listed as a number one, as a as a player that can get your attention. But that's another story of a different day. We're going to talk about all of this on the fly. Uh, I hope you guys had a good, productive day at work. I hope your lunch breaks were was pretty good or what have you. It's a block party. I see you, fam. <laughs> Block them. Fatality. <laughs> What's up, Sally? I appreciate you so much for being a strong supporter for the community, especially on the Facebook. I really appreciate you. And Cedric Bats, man, you are the share king over there on the Facebook. I really appreciate you. I think I need to add your name. If you guys see that strolling at the bottom of the screen, Those are some of the people that give back to the Law Nation community, the Cowboys community, and I really appreciate them. The MVP 
for this week is Coach Marv. I really appreciate you. And then I have my platinum level three people, man. I, I try to put your names in there, the people that have been riding with the uh, membership squads or what have you for more for more than 20 months. So let's give everybody a round of applause, man. Uh, they helped the engine go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep the engine running for me. And, and on top of that, uh, today is a very special day. Uh, today is my mom's birthday. So uh, we've been doing some things with her, what have you. And I appreciate you guys for keeping uh, me lifted with prayers and thoughts and all, everything like that. I really appreciate you guys. So put your hands together for my mom too. It's, today is her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to announce her age, but uh, uh, she is the reason why I'm here. And I, I will never forget. I, I had around six or 7,000 subscribers and I said, man, I'm tired of this, man. I got I got a lot of things that I can be doing other than doing YouTube. I quit. And uh, she picked up the phone and called me. And she said, boy, you better not utter those words. The mamas, when their mamas call you, boy, you know, you got to listen. You better not utter the words. You better not utter the words. <laughs> and I get to say it one way or another from her. She said, one way or another, figure out another way. And that day. I started my Facebook page. Shout out to my Facebook page. Got over 30,000 subscribers there. And on that same date, I also started my Instagram. Shout out to the people that's on my Instagram. Boy, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you. And my Twitter, baby. Because those mamas knows. And when they say sprinkle some of mama's cooking, man, they talking for real, for real. Let me see over here. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys for being with me all through those times, those highs, those lows. And, and who else? What we got right here? Jalen Tobert News. Todd Archer just reported that hamstring. Let me see what he's talking about. You know, let me pivot a little bit. Shout out, to, shout out to the Pivot Podcast, by the way. Uh, let's see. The hamstring tweak limited Jalen Tobert in the early OTAs, but he had caught two touchdowns from Dak Prescott in the two-minute drill. That's a happy, they said a QB is happy, you know, in the passing game is everything about timing and spacing. So I did it right there, the thing we play and he was excited about it. And this is what Tobert said. So he caught two touchdowns, man. Shout out to Jalen Tobert. We boy, we depending on good old Jalen Tobert. And and uh and that's good, man. Shout out to you, DMF, man. Uh he says Instagram squad. Appreciate you. Uh East Camden, man. Appreciate you, man. Uh East Camden, man. I really appreciate you. He says, Mama. <laughs> Mama wants you to be nice to those Eagles fans. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing about, about, about this. Low key, if you guys think Eagle fans give me a a hard time, my my mom, you know, it's all boys at our house, right? It's all boys. And I'm gonna say this again. I'm from Natchez, Mississippi. Not that far away from New Orleans, right? You know, you, you can get there. It's less than 120 miles away from New Orleans, give or take, depending on your foot or what have you. 
She is a diehard Saints fan, so she let me feel it when my Cowboys lose, <laughs> and especially when those Saints beat my Cowboys. Ooh, she let me she let me hear it. She ain't one of those people that fold up a little bit, you know. She let me hear it. Uh, but since I've been on YouTube and all of these uh, uh, other channels, she kind of pulled back just a little bit. But I got a brother that's an Eagles fan, right? And and he's a diehard Eagles fan, and, and you guys already seen my brother, who is a 49er fan. So we all picked our teams growing up, and I, I think I picked the right team, yes or no? <laughs> I picked the right team, baby. <laughs> Yo, but uh, shout out to my mom, man. But she watches all of the videos or tried to, and she shared with all of her compatriots at her job or what have you. And I really appreciate her uh, for doing such and uh, really appreciate everybody. So let's go. And other news, Cowboy Nation. Uh, Johnny says, yeah, I, I like the spark between Dak and Tolbert. I, I love that. I love that. I also like hearing the news. Let me pull it up a little bit. Let's see if we can give you guys some visual. Let me see if I can give you guys some visuals. Slide to the right a little bit, and uh, we'll see if we can give you guys some visuals. Whew. All right, so that, my friend, is Gallup. He is uh, back at practice, of course, and he's working the cords. It's amazing how fast this young kid can get things going in the right direction. And this is from Jory. Uh, she put out there that Michael Gallup ACL rehab continues today at Cowboys practice, man. I'm going to tell you guys, John shoulder and Jory are one of the tops as it relates to covering the Cowboys information and news. And uh, follow her content, man, because she got – Right on the money. There's <laughs> no political talk with her. It's just the evidence. The evidence. And you will see uh, she get it out of the mud the right way. And uh, I, I have I think of the world of Michael Gallup. Let's pull him up on a bigger view right here. And if we can look at all of this. Keep that sleeve on, man. And uh, what we're looking for is balance, strong strength at the lower body. We know that at wide receivers, you use your legs more than any, anything. Uh, my guy, uh, Michael Irvin, will, will say things like, man, your arms, keep your arms moving. But your lower body, that is where you want to strength. That's where you want to strengthen everything. That's way when you're facing against stronger, tougher DBs or what have you, that you won't get knocked off of your route, especially if anybody you listen to, listen to the playmaker, Michael Irvin. That guy was the king of balance, right? That guy was the king at the top of the route. And I think that Michael Gallup, high-pointing the ball, pulling it out of the sky, if we miss anybody in this previous playoff game that we lost, we missed him. We flat out, we missed Michael Gallup. So hopefully, man, if he can come back in full, full, full strength, let's not rush him. But if he can come back, baby, man, we talking about a guy that that can really spark it up for us. I, I, I would never forget, was it his rookie year, Cowboy Nation, when he came onto the scene and he did his job? And this is uh, Gallup from another view, working the courts. 
in that playoff game. You can sleep on everything of what the defense was doing, C.J. Anderson running through us, right? Todd Gurley running through us in that playoff game. But you can literally say that this dude, Lamb, oh, my goodness, in that playoff game, not Lamb, I'm saying Lamb. (laughs) Gosh. Oh, well, Lamb must go on to show off in the next playoff game. But this guy, Gallup, in that playoff game, he gave us something. He did. And I know that was his rookie year, right, Cowboy Nation? But if we look back and forward at these clips, man, I, I think that, man, modern-day science, modern-day rehab abilities, man, is on the next level, baby. It is flat out is on the next level. So uh, if he can continue to slowly grind and put himself in the favorable positions, the Cowboys are far ahead than what we think they are. And uh, if I ever tweak something, I'm going to try to reach out to the Cowboys' front office and say, hey, can you guys give me whatever y'all gave this guy, you know, if I ever, if I missed that bottom step at my house coming down from upstairs and I tell up something, I'm going to try to reach out to the Cowboys staff and say, hey, man, let me get some of that. You know, <laughs> let, let me be real with it because this dude is ready. You know, um, it is what it is, Cowboy Nation. So. In other news, as well as with these OTAs updates, uh, let me see if I can find another uh, deal right here. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, according to my guy uh, over here, let me save this one and pull this one up. Appreciate you guys. According to Calvin Watkins, he missed out on OTA session today with an undisclosed alignment. Do y'all know what the world that mean? Do y'all know what that is? I don't know. Maybe if you guys can let me know when the presser is, I, I would like to know if they have a press conference today and we can listen in to their audio. Maybe they can disclose the undisclosed information. And let's see what the comments saying underneath. Always something with this fool. Uh, it means he's sick. Re- he, he's sick. Relax. Pull the hammy return from uh Hey, man, return from the law. Hey, man, these guys, boy, trigger finger itching. Okay, hope he's all right. You know, I I feel you. You know, always something. Snitching. That was somebody said that's what this conditioning is. He he got the snitches, you know. (laughs) Y'all need to bag off the young lad. I get it, man. Uh, I get it. You know, uh, this right now is a uh, horrible uh, situation to to even speak of as far as the off the field uh, deal with Kelvin Joseph, but uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Them laws need to talk to him again. This is C Nick. <laughs> is it ailment or is it alignment? Is it ailment? Uh, I, I can't I can't read y'all. You know, ailment. <laughs> was it alignment? Uh, I can't I can't even read. Gallup is amazing. Number two wide receiver that have some good number one traits. I, I really, really, really appreciate that, Todd Cook, uh, for lamenting that. Uh, do you guys see where C.D. Lamb is located at as it relates to uh, his, his, his pedigree? Is C.D. Lamb a legitimate, legitimate, hear me up, number one, 
And is Michael Gallup a legitimate number two with number one traits? You know, so let me know. Uh, let me see what you have. Yes, Gallup can be the number one and Lamb can be our slot. This is from CC and is it Lavish? Lavish and CC, appreciate you. Uh, Law, I got to undisclose. <laughs> I see your money out of the you know what? MODA, appreciate you. Uh, ailment, illness, you know, okay, so what is he got? You know what is uh, ill? I can't read for some reason. Illness, undisclosed illness. That's what they should have used is that word. Right, I'm saying I'm thinking alignment, but you know, uh, you know, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> he ate too many tacos, right? He got the uh, IBS going on. That could happen, you know. That could happen. The safety position is looking better than what we think. Think about Donovan Wilson and Curse. As Modia says, Gallup is a legitimate number two. Uh, somebody said undisclosed indictment. <laughs> man, y'all, 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 you guys are cruel, man. Y'all are so cruel. Oh my goodness, man. Uh, CD at least ten to fifteen touches. This is from uh, Boutte, and I ain't gonna say the rest, but I feel you. Uh, he got rolled up last practice, and this is purpose. Uh, are you talking about Jalen Tolbert news, or are you talking about – let me see what else my guy Todd Archerton reported. All right, so here we go. Let's, let's pull this back up. Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it uh, all consistent with the information that you guys are getting today. I got some more news from Todd Archer, and uh, and, and this means that the practice is over with. They're not allowed to tweet out anything live. They are not allowed to tweet out anything live. So you guys let me know whether or not, you know, they have the live presser. Matter of fact, I'll check myself, make me make sure. And then we'll read what my guy Todd Archer got over here. And then we'll dive into uh, what we have to talk about with that other stuff. And let me see over here. Y'all, you guys bear with me. And I love, I love what the Cowboys are doing this offseason, by the way. And I love the fact that those boys – or um, not listening in to the outside noise. They're not. They are uh, pretty much so relaxing. Oh, they do have some stuff out here from the baseball game, uh, and they got some interviews there. But neither here nor there. Let's listen to – well, now let me read this out. Demarcus Lawrence had a sack on Cooper Rush in the two-minute drill. He just bulled the tackle back into the QB for the stop. Okay. Shout out to DeMarcus. Law. He said, DeMarcus said, you know, he did say, DeMarcus did say that, hey, I'm going to be a double-digit sack guy. Now, for those who out there, we've been hearing this for every single year, number 90. Been in the uniform, right? All right, so here, and they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us who the guy that was on the opposite side. Was that against Terrence Steele? Was that against, you know, um, Matt? Well, let's go. 
Tyron Smith. We need to know, like, what side was that on, you know? But this is very vague information. Unfortunately, I'm going off of third and fourth person point of view, right? Not first person point of view. Uh, my guy, Madman, says D-Law is a one-sack guy. I feel you, man. John Ridgeway and Josh Ball had a little back and forth after a play. Ridgeway was sent to the locker room early. No. No. Don't send him to the locker room. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. I mean, look, look. Don't send the young lad to the locker room. Keep fighting. Don't send him away. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hashtag go Cowboys. You know. <laughs> Keep fighting. That's what I'm gonna put. Him. You know. Don't send him away. Keep fighting. He was sitting like, you get to the locker room early, you know. <laughs> Let's see it again. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. What, the truth? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, I want it. Oh, you think darkness is your ally. Don't send him down, you know. I want to see this young, young kid fight. Don't send him early unless he was just trying to fight everybody. Ah, I'm rich way. The best way. The vanilla gorilla. <laughs> Shout out to Big Game James. <laughs> it missed the nasty time. Don't send that kid away. Let me see what they said in the chat. Ridgeway finna be once, once in the generational. This is what we need, Todd. Yeah. Whoa, could have pos possibly imagined this. You know, let's go Ridgeway. Good to hear. Uh, so all of this is good news, and I know that they are limited, you know, with the information. And I could tell you one thing. With the information that is given out now, it's pretty much probably it's from Mike McCarthy saying, hey, man, let's not give out all of this stuff, man. <laughs> you know, Mike McCarthy always been on that tip. Uh, Ken Owen says, Gillimore is going to have a good year. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Don't send him away, though. Don't send. Ridgeway will struggle year one. Well, to that degree, madman, he's a madman, you know. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns, things we don't know that we don't know. We don't know that we don't know. But I will tell you, to your, to your defense, I want him to struggle. I really want Ridgeway to struggle. But in the process of struggling, I want him to be on the field struggling. I don't want him to be on the pine where other aluminum benches because they don't have pines out there. I don't want him to be on the aluminum benches, right? Watching. I want him to be out there learning. And uh, if he had to go through some growing pains, let him go through it. But I do not, and I repeat, I do not want them to say, well, let's give Carlos Watkins these reps in the live ammunition. No, no, pull the Band-Aid off, let him struggle, let him get tossed around by the Buccaneers, let him t get tossed around by the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Because what you 
What the Cowboys tend to do is I don't want them to be too cute week one, week two, week three. And I don't want you guys to, to, to have this with the mindset of week one is a must-win game. I don't want you guys to have those thoughts in your mind saying, hey, man, the Cowboys, it's a must-win game. No. That's how you lose. Get ready. Be prepared. Let those boys get that necessary training all through OTAs, mini camp, training camp, all of that, you know. Preseason. Get that muscle memory down, pack. Let those boys get at it. Gaming says, uh, any news on uh, uh, UDFA? Rookie wide receivers, are they looking good at camp? Uh, you guys got to tune in to maybe Brian Broaddus on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, whenever they go live with their uh, post-practice sessions or what have you, let me see. I don't see any news so far updated. And maybe, just maybe, they can give us a rundown. Uh, unfortunately, I have to wait just like everyone else have to wait. And I can't put out certain content and, uh, now because I've been warned by the Cowboys uh, higher-ups that I can't do it anymore. So I got to sit back and wait just like everyone else, right? Uh, Bell is looking amazing. Yeah, I heard. I heard that Bell is looking amazing. Uh, and, and everything is limited, right? This is what we want. Right? This is what we want, right? <laughs> you know, I literally had people all last year and the year before, hey, Law, why are you exposing all of the things the Cowboys do? Don't you know that the opposition can be looking at that tape and at that film and taking a good bead of information and use it against us? I'm like, oh, they come on down to the Law Nation page to wander around, to kick the can, to get information and intel and intellect on what I do. See, right now, I'll be showing you guys some good highlights that I got, but I'm not able to still show you guys right now. <laughs> but I doubt it, you know. I doubt it if the uh, Buccaneer staff and the Bengals staff are sitting there like, let me... Let me pull up Law Nation stuff and see what he's see what the Cowboy is up to. <laughs> if anything, if anything, if these organizations they look, people better realize I'm doing all of this not on a billion dollar budget, not on a million dollar budget. These owners got billions of dollars. And let me just say this, and I'm not trying to be crass. It's nothing to them to say, hey, man, you the janitor of the Dallas Cowboys. You mop the stuff up. I got this GoPro camera, right? We're going to insert this on you, and we'll toss you, mm, let's say 200000 but it's just going to be between me and you. We never had this conversation, by the way. Sign this NDA and uh, get to get to working, right? Oh, you work on, on, on uh, HVAC? I got $80,000 right now. I never had, we never had this conversation, but can you install one of those little small ones, those little cameras? <laughs> or if I, if I had a billion dollars, endless money like those owners, 
Mickey, Spags, man, what's going on, man? What's going on? How, how are you? Are you guys hiring? Well, I got this young intern that she really loves your work and your intellect. Can she shadow you for a couple of weeks? <laughs> How you know? Were you there? You know, that's what Mickey would say, right? <laughs> you head on. I mean, come on, Cowboy Nation. <laughs> well, she is. Look at it. Look at my two previous texts. Please tell me what you think. This is from Charlie. Uh, let's see what you got here, Charlie. What you got here, Charlie? Charlie. I don't see it, Charlie. Uh-huh. Charlie Angels, I don't see it. Put it in there again. <laughs> I'm an HVAC technician. Yeah, Todd, you know, you as much as you love the Cowboys, if the owner of the Buccaneers, the Bengals, or anybody we play this year, the L.A. Rams, come to you, <laughs> I got $300,000. There's a leak in the Cowboys stadium. By the way, you know, <laughs> We just want you to insert this camera. Hmm? Schultz not getting that big deal. Okay, I feel you. Uh, when we talk about Dalton Schultz, good way to segue into Dalton Schultz. I get it. Dalton Schultz is a guy that probably have a team of people to search and scrape the Twitter, right? And... When things come about his way that's unfavorable to his likings, then he hit that block button, right? Now, my whole entire stance on Schultz, and I want to say this, and I really want to be very, very clear, is Schultz is a good tight end. Schultz' situation is not his fault. Schultz representatives is doing the exact same thing I would do. I would say that my client is the best tight end in the National Football League. If I'm representing him, right, I would say, first and foremost, I would look at individual accolades and say, yeah, my particular client had eight tubs, 808 touchdowns, 808 uh, yards receiving. 79 receptions. Uh, I believe right at uh, over, let me pull up his stats because I don't have it on top of my mantle. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Give me one second here. Dalton Schultz, let me pull up his stats right quick. Yeah, normally I'll be able to spit him out. Oh, 101 targets instead of 104. So he had 101 targets, 808 yards, eight touchdowns, and 78 receptions, right? Passer rating went targeted 122. I would began to talk about Schultz and that like, and I would say, hey, if you look at the tight end pool of all of the tight ends that got paid, my client is ranked third on that list as it relates to his individual talents. And my client is also on the number one team as it relates to offense and total yards and points. I want my client to get north, north of what Dallas Goddard got. And if we can't come up with a deal like that, we are not having a conversation. Shout out to you, Iron Man. Shout out to you. So that is the reality of it, Cowboy Nation. And I will be speaking glowingly of him. However, I think Schultz took it as a direct aim as, hey, law, this dude, Law Nation with the beard, he must be talking bad about me. 
I'm gonna block him, you know. <laughs> Justin Bradley says, Yeah, Ferguson is a rookie. Look, there are a lot of things as a rookie. Look, I'm gonna say this real, 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 and I'm gonna be honest with you guys. The tight end is one of the hardest positions to play in the National Football League. I will never forget I did an interview with D, D, D J Novacek, and uh, he was talking about positions. We was talking about, hey, tight end. And I was saying that maybe the tight end is like the third or fourth position to learn and is one of the hardest positions to learn. And he, J Novacek said, no, 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 no. It is the hardest position to learn. The hardest position to learn in the National Football League. And who am I to argue with DJ Novacek? Right? And he broke down like the the responsibilities to do. You have to be the blocker on that front five, right? The extension of that front five is the tight end. Right? Also, you have to learn all of the wide receiver routes. Hear me out. You have to learn every route that the wide receiver do. You have to do from a tight end perspective. And then, then you have different calibers of tight ends. You have an end line blocker who can disguise himself as the extension of that offensive lineman. And also you have the slot version of a tight end, the tight end that lines up primarily only at the slot and on the outside. Excuse me. The tight end also have to learn those slot routes as and, and, and as well as any play that you do in the backfield. So, yes, I agree. The tight end position is a very difficult position to learn in the National Football League. It takes you a few years to get it all under the wraps. So if anybody thinking that Jake Ferguson is already on the level of Dalton Schultz, you, 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 just, you just hyping him. You know, you just hyping Jake Ferguson. It's going to take him some time to get things together. And the one thing that you don't want to see right now, Cowboy Nation, is a rookie tight end out there that whiffs on a block badly. You know, you're going to whiff on some of them, you know, and cream your quarterback. You don't want that to happen. So the Cowboys, and I'm not saying that Jake Ferguson will whiff on a block. I'm not saying that Jake Ferguson is not good or or he trash or anything but what i'm saying is before you put put before like the good old bill parcells would say before you pour the anointing oil or put the anointing oil on him give him more time and that is what bill parcells wanted with tony Romo. before you all pour that anointing oil on him give him some more time He's not ready yet to be what you want him to be. And eventually, Tony Romo became the type of quarterback we wanted him to be. But what he was saying is basically, let's slowly build him up to that. And he gave out Ten Commandments, and y'all already know the whole jazz of it. You know, he said, you want to be in shape. You don't want to become a celebrity quarterback. He gave a whole bunch of good stuff. Oh, man, I could talk for days about this. Is Darren Waller able to be traded? This is from Tanner. Shoot, Waller would 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 want a, uh, a, a contract that's bigger 
the Travis Kelsey and, and as well as um, George Kittles. Oh my gosh, yeah, Waller Waller's a whole different animal, man. Uh, I live in Vegas. It's from Eddie Jones. Shout out to Eddie Jones, one of the greatest basketball players of all time to put on that Lakers uniform. But I feel you, Eddie Jones. What you got over here? They're about to break the bank for him, and a Schultz in a third would never get Waller. <laughs> I feel you, Eddie. Eddie, you know, you know. I feel you. Cowboys not trading the tight end. Come on, no, they're not trading no tight end. You know. Yeah, you know, uh, I would pay Waller $100 million a year. <laughs> then Schultz. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Let's listen in to some of this audio because uh, I don't want to be live too long. Here we go. How many players in the NFL right now, defensive players, do you think are more disruptive than Micah Parsons, if any? Maybe 10 are tied with them. Hey, while y'all pulling that information up, how many players do you guys think that's more disruptive than Parsons? Uh, and this is from 105.3 The Fan. I was reading the article, and then when I pulled it around to 105, I was like, oh, they talking about it. So let me uh, see if we can do some 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 video on it. And let me see if I got it right here. Where is my clip? I really appreciate everybody for jumping in and being part of this conversation. We're going to pull it over here, and we're going to copy this. And this is Next Gen Stats Top 10 Disruptors of 2021. Aaron Donald, Michael Parsons ranked, but no number one. No number one. And we're going to stroll down. They got Leonard Floyd as top 10. So and and for those who are out there, um, for those who are out there thinking that hey, man, all the Rams had on that defense was Parsons, right? <laughs> I mean, no, 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 was Aaron Donald? No, they had some guys. Uh, let let me put this up here. So this is a topic that we're going to talk about. Top ten, okay, Cowboy Nation. Let's listen. No one, <laughs> no one. <laughs> All right, let's listen to this audio. Would like Quarterbacks to know, are not, like, part of this. I would like to more, uh, probably <laughs> Micah Parsons, if any. Maybe 10 are tied with them, the mm. starting Cowboys. <laughs> Shut hot, up, Mike. The hot boys. <laughs> How many more? Uh, probably, I always get their TJ. TJ Watt. Yes. It's like, which one's JJ and TJ? TJ Watt. Yep. Uh, you could say maybe Miles Garrett, but that's a, a debate. Okay. I'm not saying 100%, but he comes to mind. And this okay. Aaron Donald, obviously, is one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Yep. Um, help me out here, Corey. Are there any others that come to mind that are... Because that's only you three. Said that's Aaron three. Donald, you said TJ Watt, and you said Miles Garrett. And yeah. I think probably with Miles Garrett. like it's That's probably a reality, too. Hmm. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, okay. honestly, I we would have said the, the at this time is. last year. While they're talking about that, man, let me pause it right quick. And this is uh, visuals of my guy Charles Haley working out with uh, Sam Adams. I mean, Sam Adams. Good Lord. I'm thinking of the Ravens defense. Sam Williams. <laughs> man, my mind is everywhere. Let me take me some of my memory juice, you know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, so this is the picture, man, and we we'll talk more on that uh, top uh, ten 
give me one second here. Let me pull this up for visuals aspect of it. I'm gonna read out what they said. Come on, let's let's pull it around. Here we go. That's my that's my big guy right there, man. Um, and just Charles Haley. So he says, former Hall of Famer Charles Haley worked with defensive line today. Sam Williams said Haley worked him in, and he get off of his hand placements. You know, that's the number one thing. If Sam can work on those good old hands. You know, Haley's teaching old school. That's all I can say. And that is what Sam Williams had to say about Charles Haley. He's teaching the old school philosophy. And when we think about this, Cowboy Nation, uh, shout out to Charles Haley. If he, if this dude, I don't care if it's new school, old school, if he can utilize those hands with that 4-4 speed, Man, I'm telling you, man, uh, it's going to be a lot of this right here. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that. You could not live with your own failure. It's going to be a lot of that. But let's listen to these guys and, and get the show moving. If he would have developed the way we thought, Chase Young, but he fell off the map last year. Yeah. Now, from the 682, they also put Max Crosby and Nick Bosa ahead of Micah Parsons. but Okay, I, I totally get that. Like, I'm not saying 100%, but I think there's discussions on those. So, Next Gen Stats has the top 10 disruptors of just this past year, and it includes sacks, but also plays in which the opposing quarterback is affected. And what they did to determine this was they looked at Quarterback pressures, quarterback pressure rates, hurries, sacks, turnovers caused by quarterback pressure to determine who is the best at this. All right, so like a fairly in-depth amount of information. Here's the top 10, but do we all agree Micah Parsons should definitely be in the top 10? Yes. Okay, and I'm assuming you're a yes as well? Yes. All right, number 10, Leonard Floyd from the world champion L.A. Rams. Next up, Javon Hargrave with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's good. Uh -huh. Number eight on the list. And there's where you throw a bit of a twist in there. Aaron Donald. What? What? So <laughs> this is where sometimes I think, and there's logic to this, because sometimes Aaron Donald wins the line of scrimmage and doesn't directly disrupt the play himself. But him winning the line of scrimmage create some of those lanes. But mm -hmm. you I don't think anyone will tell you if you watch football, he's the eighth most disruptive player in football. I think you'd be like he's higher, but based on the stats, he ends up at number 8. No. Now That's where this is where stats don't tell the whole story, right? And when you're talking about somebody being like a disruptor of the of of the game, like on the line, meaning that you got to account for him regardless, whether it's one guy, two guys, or three guys. And I'm quite sure the luxury of the L.A. Rams of having Leonard, right, on one edge, right, and then you have Von Miller on the other side, that they are known to winning their one-on-ones at that time last season, you know. And you had big boy uh, Robinson that was inside, kicked inside as well as with this guy Aaron Donald. 
the disruption, the, the disruptor of the play is still Aaron Donald, regardless of whether or not the stat would say such. Because they, their eyes and the mental mindset is still, we got to stop big number 99. We got to stop them, regardless. Uh, okay, so they are live. They got to be live right about now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They got to be live. Or they going to do the uh, non-live version. Let me see if they're live. Y'all bear with me, Cowboy Nation. I really appreciate everybody for tuning in and being part of this intel or intellect. Come on, Cowboy Nation. I'm getting the news from my insight right here. Come on, Cowboys. Ah, da, da, da. They, they not live. Okay, so they're going to do a post interview. Okay, so not live. So I'm going to go here. Let me see what they say in Cowboy Nation. We just got to segue off for just for a little second here. And bam. And okay. <clears throat> Jory says Mike McCarthy tells us he had a long conversation with the uh, Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz on Friday before Dalton didn't join the OTAs. Uh, and he put in parentheses business situation. Dalton's deserve the position he's in. July the 15th is a deadline for a long-term deal. Otherwise, franchise tag for the 2022 season. So uh, they going over that in the press. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Let me hit this uh, heart right here and reshare. Uh, really appreciate Jory for giving that information out. So uh, basically, the reporters are asking uh, the Cowboys front office as well as Mike McCarthy, which this interview will be live, I guess, on the Cowboys.com website probably later on tonight or such. Uh, they're asking him about this information. And you guys give me quick, quick, quick yes or no. Is this a distraction? Yes or no? Uh, are these reps like false reps for the youth or these are valuable reps for the youth? Y'all let me know in the comment, you know. Um, Eddie Jones says, couldn't let Schultz walk without securing a tight end in the draft. Um, <clears throat> Jet says, no, this is not a distraction. Uh, Vampire says, yes. Melvin says, no. Uh, Todd Cook says, valuable, um, valuable, valuable, valuable. Um, my thing is, I, I just look at it like this is a much needed, should be a non not conversation, right? Because he already signed the franchise tag, meaning that he agreed to terms that that he would play under the franchise tag, right? You don't sign a deal and say, "Nah, I piggyback off of it," and say, "Nah, I don't want to do it," right? That's that's supposed to be the way. He should have voiced his uh, he should have voiced his thoughts on the front end. Say, if you guys tag me, I will not sign it. I will not play under a franchise tag. But sometimes you have buyer's remorse, right? You you buy or you purchase something and you say, nah, man. Oh, man, I really didn't want it. Oh, God dog it. Can I return it? No, you after your 30 days. Ah, well, I ain't going to use it. Uh, every tight end we put in there does good enough. This is from Paul. 
uh, is it Ket2 Gaming? <laughs> Ket22, Catch22, is that how you say your, your name? Uh, Gaming, appreciate you. He says, yes, Paul says exactly. No distraction. Shows don't need reps as a vet. Uh, and this is non-voluntary. Yeah, so I, I do like that approach. I do like that approach, but let me let me let me say this, and, and I'm I'm just being crass a little bit when I say this, but if it was D Law or Dak Prescott not showing up to OTAs, and let's say the injury, what he didn't come off of that injury, would they be talking about it? Right? Would would they be saying, "Hey, man, the quarterback is holding out because he's not showing up to OTAs," but it's a different levels of responsibilities I guess with the tight end I don't want and and this is me this is my thousand truth on this and Todd you know I'm not disagreeing with you because of course that that fine dollar amount you know (laughs) it can't get heavy and he's going to come out there to participate but this is my thoughts on this and hear me out. Y'all can put the butter knives down, right? Is you got the common goal of winning the Super Bowl. And any time that you can get with your quarterback and pretty much putting down the information, you need to be out there. Even if you go out there and just hold the clipboard and watch what's going on in practice and they say, hey, run out there on the field. No. Why? Because I'm not signed under a long-term contract. And this is involuntary anyway. But I want everybody' intentions to be, hey, we want to win the Super Bowl. We want to get it out of the mud. We trying our best, regardless. Because the moment you wedge, hey, I'm not practicing or I'm not participating, it do gives some inkling of this guy is only about the money. This guy is only about, and that's what got a lot of people upset about Ezekiel Elliott, right? By him not going out there and practicing and working out with those boys during that year. And listening in to Marshall Falk, who all we heard through the course of the years of Marshall Falk being negative toward the Cowboys. Preparation is everything. So I, I could be I could be a thousand percent wrong off, off of this. But my my greatest point to this, and this is just an analogy, is the movie 300. When they was about to fight against the Persian army or the Persian warriors, and they were, let me see if I can find my audio. Here we go. He was asking the barbarians or whoever else that was trying to help aid them in their war, what is your profession? And the dude said, I'm a blacksmith. What is your profession? And the dude said, hey, man, I'm a a craftsman or, you know, uh, a farmer. And return, when they asked the Spartan warriors, what is your profession? This is Sparta! They they all said, who, who, who? Sparta, you know, one single entity. And when you have that mindset, I believe you go a little bit further. Right. And I don't want false reps to Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershots or 
of anybody else, Sean McEwen or anyone. But I could be a million percent off on the topic. I want my guys to be really, really all tuned in and singing from the same hymnal. Uh, this is war. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this is war. It, this is this is a war's mindset. Because if you can find any chink in an armor, you know, you can find a weakness. So, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I just want them boys to get out there, and it could be like, like, like you said. You know, he won a long-term contract, and he got the upper hand now by saying, you know what, I'm disgruntled about this. I'm not happy about $10.9 million. I I really, really, really want to be the highest paid tight end in the National Football League. I don't know what the argument could be. It could be, hey, the guarantee money. Uh, I recall the whole situation with Dak Prescott. It was the years, right? Not the money. So it could be something small like that. It could be the language in the contract. We don't know. <laughs> We don't know, but at this point, this could be a distraction. But that's enough of me talking about that. I don't, I don't want nobody else to come block me, right? You know. <laughs> Let's listen to more of these guys on this topic uh, about the uh, Parsons uh, situation and scenario. If I could find that audio again, y'all bear with me. Here we go. Number seven, Nick Bosa. So I, I, just ahead of Aaron Donald. I do want to add this, Kevin. Whenever you hear Sean McVay's audio on Aaron Donald and he says, Aaron's about to go make a play. Mm. Yeah. And it ends up being the play that wins the Super Bowl for them. That's when, that's my idea of like, that's the dude. I know that that guy is going to go make that play yeah. whenever we need it to happen. That's Aaron Donald. No, you're right. And... I just imagine sometimes that makes it easier to coach. Not that e coaching is easy and they won uh -huh, the Super Bowl, yeah. but when you can go, our dude's about to yeah, make a play, yeah. and he does, and you're like, told you. Told you so. Yeah. Nick Bosa's number seven, Miles Garrett's number six. So what okay. I like about this list so far is you are seeing like the heavy hitters on, on this list. It's not just some BS list. But we've gotten through five so far and still no Micah. Right. Is he in the top five or is he not make the top ten? No, he's in the top five. Okay. Uh, did you not see the video, Kevin, of of the Madden? Have you seen that yet? I don't know. Okay, there's a video. There's is it the one that he said he liked? Yeah. I don't know if I saw the video. Yeah, there's a little video out there of his new Madden that's coming up where he trucks the center and then pushes the quarterback down and the quarterback fumbles. Like, that's the reality of Micah. He's a disruptive player. <laughs> he's got to be the top five. Is that one of the reasons, like, I know there's lots of reasons that Madden remains relevant, but is one of the reasons because of how in touch the players are with players it? Players like that is, they, everybody want, every, most people do a create a player and you create a player and you're like, that's not really what I look like, but that's how I play. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that's what you want. And that's yeah. exactly what these guys do. They get their own create a player based on, Hey, how I look on the field. And when we talked about, how Aaron Donald wins the line of scrimmage and opens up lanes. A couple of people jumped in, and this is what I think as well, <laughs> is from the 630 and from the 817. 
100% Leonard Floyd is on this list because of Aaron Donald. And that's exactly, that's exactly. what I mean by if you yeah. win the line of scrimmage or you're consistently getting double teamed, well, guess what? Simple numbers theory would allow you to know that you're going to have an opportunity right there. Mm -hmm. Number five on the list, Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe. And this is somebody that we talked about forever, kind of fell off for a minute and came roaring back this year. You yep. wanted him Yes, man, they so got really I wanted that man. Did. Okay, well, in a football context, but sometimes you do what you got to do, right? To survive. Yeah. Number four on the Survivor list. Survivor Series. That's <laughs> Listen to him with that Parsons. wrestling knowledge. Number four on the list, most disruptive players in the NFL defensively, Micah Parsons. Now, for Parsons to be there as a rookie from last year's results, it's remarkable, Cowboy Nation, and the reason why I say that. And um, <laughs> well, we got we got some. Look, I, I get it. Uh, oh, I, I appreciate you guys for kicking the bots up out of here. Let's do it this way too, Cowboy Nation. While um, I'm, I'm just talking about this good old Parson stuff, man. It is so important. It is so important for Parsons to continue to re do the same thing that he did last season and do it again on an even higher level this season. It's so important because I really think that by Parsons coming out and saying that, hey, even last year, it took me a minute to pick up things, but I was able to pick them up. But now that I got a year under my belt, I don't have to think. That goes a long way, not a short way, Cowboy Nation. And it do. And I love knowing that even when you think about all what they're about to say about Parsons in that unique form. I really appreciate everybody, man, for jumping in. Uh, I appreciate you, man, man, for kicking them out, man. You, you know how it goes. Once once they in here, man, baby, it's hard, to keep, it's hard to keep them up out of here, man. You know who I'm talking about. So I really appreciate you, man, so much. But uh, as we continue... To listen in to these boys, man, I really appreciate you guys so much. Let's listen to this audio. Is Micah Parsons' quarterback pressure rate is 21.1%. So one in every five, more frequent than one in every five plays, he puts pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. That yeah. is that is an astounding rate right Well, there. It, that just, just plays that they decide. No doubt, no doubt. And, and that is something that we all have to take under consideration, too the pressure rate that he allows for his other guys. I can't wait, and that's why we all banging on the table, uh, Cowboy Nation, for D-Law to be healthy for this entire year. Because what we've been wanting for D-Law is to get rid of the, two, the double teams, the three people that's on him, right? We've been wanting that. So, yeah, it's just all about getting better and, and challenging the defense, so yeah, we're not a bend. You know, we're not a bend. Don't break defense. Mike, you started talking about developing through your draft. You got the press conference. Players. Does that take even a more importance this year? Looking at some of the veteran guys you lost in free agency for some of these young guys to step up. Well, it's important every year, but I agree with you with your point. I, I think the urgency of it is is really the focus. You know, it's. I think if you can draw up a season and. You'd say, boy, I hope I don't have to play with these the rookies until you know mid October. Um, but you know, you look at last year, we we played how many rookies are played there in the in the first five weeks. I mean, it's about as high as I've ever been 
been a part of, you know, just on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah. um, and that's why we approach it the way we do. I mean, we got, we got to get these guys as ready. And I talk openly about this to the team. You know, it's, there's a gap between your rookie class and your veteran every year. And how fast we can close that gap with the help of the veterans. Obviously, we're coaching them. But that's all part of that culture that we've created here. Talked about how Micah can be a mismatch challenge if people don't know mm -hmm. dropping coverage or pass rushing. Is Tony already a mismatch coverage? And if not, how much does he have to play in both the receiving game and the running game before teams start thinking of him that way? Oh, I think he has the, that respect as a perimeter player. But I mean, if you, if you break him down, you know, which defenses have done. And, and we'll continue to focus on you look at his route tree, you know, so we, we got to be, you know, in tune with that. We, you know, is are we just going to play him out there and run a couple things or is he going to be a legitimate receiver threat? So, I mean, right. those are things that you, you look at and work on in the offseason. And, and Tony has, you know, th those characteristics and capabilities to do all that. Leighton was asked earlier this week about being a little more productive toward the end of last season, and he said, if you put me out there the whole game, that's what you're going to get from me. Um, I guess, what can he show that he didn't show last year, and do you think that's just the case for most, most guys, or what can he do if he's more time? Well, I just think like any, you know, anything, you know, and, 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 hey, if, 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 your players, if your players don't want to play every play in the game, then something's wrong. Um, so I, I think just really, you know, the 17-game season is a really – you know, big focus of mine when you talk about play time and, and, and we, you know, we go through this the whole week of the game and we sit down on Saturday and we, we have a pretty, you know, a projected play time that is um, definitely, it's the benefit of the player, but it's definitely the benefit of, of our team over the course of the year. So, and, and, and that's, and, you know, and that gets to be a rub sometimes, uh, but it's, it's all done with the intent of winning a championship. You know, um, I, you know, it, it's it's a long year. I mean, it, it, this 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 league is super competitive, and and we all know that you got to play your best football in November, December, if you if you wanted to make if you want to make it count. So, that all goes into these decisions. They all go into the planning. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't trust me. I don't want to. I don't want to change Layton's mindset at all. I mean, and and I think his his off season work has been impressive. You know, and I don't know if he's talked specifically about that, but. You know, this is the best that he's looked I know in my time with him. So um, I think he's having a heck of an offseason. With Mike, excuse me, people say teams will be ready for him this year. Mm -hmm. It's like halftime adjustments if you wait till halftime, it's over. <laughs> so yeah. teams last year kind of knew Get where he was and who he was. But at what point did you see teams starting to kind of account for him? Yeah, uh, and, and I, I think really the ability to keep playing them on and off is helpful to that, um, and that's really you know I, I, we've talked about this here before. And in my first experience was Clay Matthews, you know, because if, if Clay always lined up on the left, uh -oh. you know, as a, as an offensive play caller, I mean, it's it's a lot easier to call that help protection when you know where where the guy is every time. So the fact of the matter is, when you move him back, and he plays the off level, and he's on you know different sides and. We even went as far as you know playing Clay at technically the nickel position, you know, conceptually, just to keep creating targeting problems for him. And and that's really the same thought process for Micah. It's it's about targeting um, because they're you know trust me they they're going to know where he's at. I mean you know he may be playing the linebacker position, but I would think most offensive. Um, Protection schemes will declare him as the big, as the rusher. So, and, and we're aware of all that. But it's just you know we're just trying to create 
opportunities that you know if they do travel and keep the four on three and the three on two all the time that you know we're creating really, two really good one on ones on the on the backside of that. Back on Dalton for a second, just to clarify, mm -hmm. do you will he be here? Has he told you he will be here next week for the mini camp? We we haven't discussed that so far. I mean, I just my, my conversation with him was he he was gonna he was gonna miss this week and and you know it was to focus on his business situation. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, oh, that's the end of that presser. All right. Cowboy Nation. That was pretty good. That was quick. Let me see if I can. Uh, let's go. Let me see if I can rewind it for your mind. Just rewind for you, man. Interact. Uh, there, there's only there's only good that's going to come out of it. You know, even if you disagree on on the approach or the aspects of the conversation. So yeah, I think it's all healthy. Looked like um, there were a few veterans, J.K. Malik Hooker, right. like just they were there but not participating. Is that like with an eye on the camp or just? Is it, I'm sorry, is that with a? Is it like are, are you resting guys with an eye on having them? Ready no, to just guys are dealing with things, and I mean, and, and, and frankly, this is not a bad time to to get the young guys a little more work. So if, you know, if it, you know, it's uh, you know, we're watching the reps, you know, and. And if they if they got something minor, you know, like we have a number of guys that are dealing with minor things and nothing major, so we're just being really smart this time of year. And and frankly, we, you know, with a ninety man roster, you know, it it works out. Go ahead. Uh, you touched on it a little bit, but last week you said next week's going to be a grinder. Mm -hmm. Of course, next week is here. So, do you factor in? to the workload and the schedule and the installation that you know it's going to be a grinder so you back off and you try to get a feel for where they are in terms of can you see oh no definitely i think if you you know if you keep track of the timing of practice today i mean today's practice um monday's practice were our shortest clearly our shortest workload you know workload capacity right um, of the whole off-season program so that, that's by design uh so my goal is clearly to get these these eight installs in, just to make sure our rookies and our whole football team to, is totally exposed to everything that's going to be asked of them when we get back together in in Oxford, California. So, um, and, you know, and we can get that done with in the walkthroughs and and that type of thing too. So, uh, the on the work is really is driven by the health and who's practicing that day and. Um, it's just just trying to be smart, you know. Obviously, the type of practices you have to run, you know, because really the challenge this week, in my experience, has been, you know, you have you have your harder installs, you know, five, six, seven, and eight, and then, you know, you start resting your your veteran guys a little bit. Now the younger guys are playing a little more, which has happened through attrition of injury. Uh, so now they're running some of the newer things, and it's just getting, you know, because let's be honest, practice today wasn't very good. I mean, it's just, you know, there's some sloppy moments in it. Right. Where on the flip side of that, um, you know, Tuesday's practice was our best practice. So, so you're still going through that phase of on and off and trying to get things clean. And in the challenges, it's it's a new install for the young guys. So, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of normal. Uh, you know, we we had some sloppy plays today. Balance the physicality of it. You don't want to be too yeah. physical at this time of year. You want to wait totally. till the season's live. Yeah, I mean, we had two young guys that had got a little rambunctious, rambunctious, okay. and uh, had a chance to visit with them, you know, both afterwards. And just 
on, on all fronts. You know, you, you got you to gotta practice the same way. And, you know, and this, you know, frankly, and it gets this way in about the second week, too, at training camp. It's, you know, guys are going against each other every day. And, you know, you get up to, you know, the, the fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, padded practice, you know, things start to get a little chippy. And, you know, I think, you know, us playing against or practicing against two teams this year will will probably help that that part of it. Uh, but we're at, we're at that point. You know, these guys are, you know, we're trying to practice safe and be smart and, you know, Definitely after the fifth step in the, in the rush part of it, and you know, keeping things clean around the pocket and all that, and you know, but uh, they're human. It's hot. This is our hottest day, and it, it got a little chippy out there today. The chippiness was uh, from what we heard, as far as the news. The chippiness came from uh, my guy Jonathan uh, John Ridgeway, and as well as uh, John, uh, was it Josh Ball. Uh, Calvin Watkins just re, uh, retweeted out uh, some stuff. Let me get this, and uh, we can get to rolling, uh, Cowboy Nation. Really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, be sure, be sure uh, to share this content. Let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and Beyond. Uh, all right, Mike McCarthy said, and this is so I won't have to find that particular audio because it's pretty long cowboy nation uh mike mccarthy said he's not sure if dalton schultz will attend next week mandatory mini camp next week the conversation was about this week only so in other words uh if he don't attend next week i believe it well this week i believe what next week that's mandatory he's gonna get fined that's how that goes and the NFL kind of chopped down on all of that. Uh, a player can can skip out and these sorts of things and not take some of that guaranteed money. So it's quite alarming to see what that what will happen as it relates to the franchise tag and skipping out on something that you assigned and agreed to. Ridgeway about that smoke. This ain't that's right, Jackie Price. Appreciate you. All right, Cowboy Nation, I think I've been live long enough, man. Uh, uh, I really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, a little later on tonight, maybe, if time permits, we will do another show, what have you, um, if time permits. And I really appreciate everybody for tuning in to this episode. I know it's everywhere, but time is ticking. It's 3, 3.30 where I'm at, and I got to roll. Uh, Cowboy Nation, I got to get back to other things. But I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for for being a part of this episode. Be sure to hit that like, share this content, and let a friend or a neighbor know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and Beyond. Law, I got the hat. This is from Jay Versick. If you don't mind, man, send me a picture with you with the hat so I can repost it, man. If you don't want to show your face, you can, you can put the hat on like this, man. You can, you put the hat on like let me see. Put the hat on like this, man. I'm Jay Versick in the house, man. I'm giving I'm giving away this hat too, man. Uh, and, and Jay, Jay, let them know that it's a real deal hat, man. It ain't one of those uh, <laughs> one of those ones that somebody made, you know, with the, and put the star logo on the side, you know, when the rain hit the star, get the sliding. <laughs> No, it's a real deal, Holyfield, huh? You know? Really appreciate you. And I love seeing people happy and rejoicing and being able, being able to support the nation. And I'm being able to support them by giving back. Cowboy Nation, 
Yeah, clean, AJ Versus. Yeah, I do. Look, limited edition too, man. They these hats dope. They dope, man. Cowboy Nation. Shout out to your king. The moment is now. Not that dollar store hat. Yeah. Little raindrop hit it and it folds up like a wallet or a lawn chair. No way. But now is the time. Even if the rain fall on the Cowboys. Is to be ready. Regardless of the outside noise. Including me. Don't let that get to you. You got to create that one vision, that one mind. The power of the law of one is upon you. Shout out to you, Brown. Appreciate you. VIP. There's one thing a man should always do, mainly to himself be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what they bring makes sense to you. Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. And when speaking, keep it at a moderate tone. Because raised voices turns hearts into stone. You see in the beginning, it was brother, I will ride with brother. Kill for brother. The morals of life live love and respect for another. Then there are those who will try to be smart. They'll take a decent man and alter his heart. Till they seek to rip him apart. Those man, no man, should call a friend. Because they bend lies around the truth. Until they meet their end. Cowboy Nation. I want you guys to write that down. Place it in your heart. I do. I really do. Because this moment right here is where we at. This moment right here is what we do. Cowboy Nation, I really do believe that. This team together. Bay Bay, they can go right out real far. The beat of my heart is crying. Cowboys, I pledge my time to the nation. The beat of my heart is crying. Cowboys, I pledge my time to the nation. Write this down, baby. We're striving so high. Come on. We're grinding so low. We are the best wherever we go. The beat of my heart is crying. Cowboys, 
pledge my time to the nation. We're striving so high. We're grinding so low. We are the best wherever we go. The beat of my heart is crying. Cowboys, I pledge my time to the nation. Mm-hmm. Crying cowboys, I pledge my time to the nation. Follow la la, follow law nation. You are listening to the best. The beat of my heart is crying cowboys i pledge my time to the nation come on come on y'all Beat of my heart is crying, cowboys. I appreciate y'all. Let's go, baby. I need me somebody to remember those lyrics. I need a tether. I need an all. Let me see, an alto. Yeah, my sopranos, I need them all in that song. Nowadays, nothing really excites me. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's ice. I got white for y'all, I'm blinging she ice. Freeze, freeze, photo, photo, please, no photos. No, no, G's, no, 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 please, no photos. That song going triple platinum, by the way. Let's go. Still young, but I move like a new deal to my lawyer. If you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Open to saw the numbers one. Different colors in my baggy light. Chalk it up, talk of the town where you're talking up. And I need a baritone, yeah, key. Y'all rewind. Y'all write those lyrics down. Let's go. Y'all send it in. Send it in to LawNation at gmail.com or send it in on my IG page. We're gonna we're gonna have a whole crew singing that song. Let's go. Come on. I got paid to play today. I get paid to stay away. All right. I get paid on rainy days. I might make it rain today. I got paid off pain today. Thought it take the pain away. In my own lane, finger roll. I would never sell my only soul. Heard your whole team was for sale. Heard us on the market for the low. Who the realest we might never know. All this acting, you go play a role. Give you the world when they sign you up. Try you out and then they line you up. Ooh. Now you're looking hungry, ribs are touching me. 
me some food Now you're all on live acting surprised but you was fool Boy get out the way it's been a day now you're all news Now you got the pen and pad you're trying to take my moves Nowadays nothing really excites me Only one of me and nobody's like me Phone ringing and I tell him it's I got wifey on bling and she Freeze, photo, please, no photos Jeez, no no, please, no photos Nowadays nothing really excites me Only one of me and nobody's like me Phone ringing and I tell him it's Album coming out late summer, early winter, baby. Let's go. <laughs> what love, baby? I wish I could sing like these guys. These guys right here. Come on. Slow it down for your mind. Hoping in time, the revelations of your heart, soul, and sinew can find you right at the place where you at now. Shout to your East Campbell. Shout out to you, Todd Cook, Mac, and Sally Lawyer. Let's go. Turn me up. 